to Moving Iron Podcast Markets. Today, my guest is Chip Nellinger from Blue Reef Agri-Marketing, and Chip's on here uh, every couple weeks, and we just kind of kick things around. So, Chip, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Kind of a cold, uh, not cold, but uh, rainy, dreary morning here. So, yeah. uh, I think we're supposed to get a little rain today, too. Rain. Looking at the forecast, yeah, more, looks like. More we're coming, it looks like. That's uh, Kind of western Corn Belt coming into maybe parts of Illinois, Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, here this weekend. Looks like there's maybe a fair amount of rain coming, two to four inches is what they're they're talking for some people. Yeah, so. it looks like all the uh, all the states that started out really wet are going to have a wet fall, and and uh, and all the states oh, that started out dry are going to get drier. Uh, that would just top off this whole year, wouldn't it? No, you uh, can't you uh, can't get a break this year, man. So quite a wet fall, yeah. what a disaster. Yeah, so it'll be. Uh, Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Yeah, let's hope not. I think there's been enough issues for one year. I think we can just let's just put it in the books and move on to the next one, right? Yeah. All right. Enough challenges uh, for the year. So yep. let's uh, let's hope for a smooth smooth harvest and get this crop put away and uh, give everybody a breather for the winter. Absolutely. All right on. All right. So corn is a uh, there was a glimmer of hope there. It looked like things this week were going to be a positive week, and we got the up and down thing again. Uh, started out fairly up and then by about wednesday they gave everything back sounds like china found about six billion bushels of corn they didn't know they had or something like that from a uh, kind of from what i've read anyway so i guess talk about the corn market a little bit and see what's happening there yeah pretty quiet like you said we um you know we're what a week and a half out from the september crop report they went down in in yield 1.3 bushels i believe uh, in yield decreased demand so we kind of were a net uh you know kind of flatlined on the on the carryout but i think the good part of that was typically uh, this is your your trend once they kind of start going down in september they usually don't just you know go up a bushel down a bushel up a bushel down a bushel once they start into it uh, in september that's usually the beginning of a trend so how much lower do we go in yields i don't know but we're likely uh likely have seen the biggest yield there two months ago um, historically in the last five, six years, uh, we have a tendency to put early lows in early harvest lows, even before harvest August, several months, uh, several years have been in August, a couple in September. Um, so I think there's a, a, a fair shot that we put the harvest low in. However, that doesn't mean we're going to go screaming higher. Right. Um, October crop reports coming out here in, um, about three weeks. That'll be important. Sometimes um, the October report, they have tweaked acreage a little bit. They've got a couple, uh, three months now, uh, I should say two months now of RMA data. And we won't even get into the whole, uh, you know, argument of the, of the acreage debacle that we've uh, seen here the last few months. But right. um, so that October report, they'll continue to do field checks, um, actual harvest results if those fields have been harvested. Uh, potentially some uh, acreage revisions, um, trying to start to match up with RMA. <clears throat> so that October crop report is going to be important. Uh, some of the early yield results we're hearing 
particularly out of the out of the Eastern Corner. But I don't want to give the impression that they're all horrible. But a lot of them are, um, but way below a year ago and below expectations even of what people thought was out there on some of this early stuff. So you're hearing a lot of fifty to sixty bushels below last year on corn, ten to fifteen bushels below what people thought. Um, you know, again, that's not everywhere. There's some good yields out there. Pockets of Southern Illinois, Southern Indiana, Kentucky, um, pockets of Missouri that are really good yields. So I don't want to give the impression that it's all horrible because there is some good corn out there. Uh, but that's kind of what uh, we've got going on in the corn market. It's going to be probably a quiet uh, few weeks in here. We do have some trade talks coming up here next week. Uh, some Chinese representatives are back in the United States. Yep. Uh, what's different about this one is they are going to tour some uh, pork facilities out your way, um, Nebraska, I don't know ex- specifically where, um, but uh, Nebraska, I think Montana, we're going to look at some farms and some uh, soybean facilities and soybean um, seed production uh, sites. So that's a little bit of a different feel from what this thing has been in the last couple weeks, um, probably going on three weeks, we've seen a kind of a de-escalation in this trade war a little bit. Um kind of thawing the, the ice a little bit. So hopefully that's setting up for some more official October um, talks that, you know, everyone has their fingers crossed. we get some sort of a, of a resolution. China has been back in the market for beans. Uh, they said they wanted pork, but there's been no confirmation of any pork purchases yet. So uh, we're probably in for a few weeks um, of quiet, choppy markets the good news is we're respecting the the lows from two weeks ago the breaks seem to be uncovering good buying interest corn export sales this week really jumped higher one of the best weeks we've seen in a long long time it could just be a one-off but uh that breathed a little bit of of fresh air into uh, the corn market with this crude oil rally that we've seen because of the um saudi arabia um you know, refinery being offline because of the right. the drone strike. That's um, put some margin back into the ethanol sector. So things are looking a little bit better than uh, what they have been, uh, at least uh, at the bleakest point a couple months ago. All right. So after the, uh, uh, what would that have been? The August crop report came out, um, the acreage report came out. Um, are you familiar with a company called Indigo? Uh, say again, Casey. I didn't catch that part. Are you familiar with a company called Indigo? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. So they were talking about their satellites and everything else, and, and they were they had the, the corn crop pegged to like one fifty four and a half, and they raised it five to one fifty nine. So I guess what's your opinion of that, and, and do you do you feel like maybe they're more accurate this year than they've been in the past? Yeah, I think this is just. Um a year that's really hard to peg um, right. because of a lot of things, right? Some of the, the satellite imagery is a little bit off. Uh, it's just, it's just, you know, probably a one in 50 or, or more years um, that we're seeing. It makes it so hard to peg. You know, you've got a lot of technology in the satellite imagery. Problem is some of this late corn uh, is, is lush green, but you walk out in it, there's, yeah. um, you know, ears missing. Yep. There's a lot of tip back. Mm-hmm. There's kernel weight issues. So it is, it's just throwing everything, everything off. You look at the bean fields, a lot of the bean fields here, uh, it just locally in central Illinois, 
our knee still, I mean, we're working on uh, going into October here, knee high, some right. of those uh, 30 inch rows never shaded. Um, you know, so it's just, it's just hard to peg. So I think it's going to be a year where you, the market is uh, awaiting actual harvest data. And, and with as much uh, Twitter, social media stuff that's out there, um, it doesn't take long, um, you know, for, for these yields to get out. Right. Get farmers riding, uh, you know, shooting video of their yield monitor uh, mm-hmm. as they're going, you know, uh, making passes through the field. So uh, I think the market really is going to hang on uh, what actual, you know, yields we see out there. And it's uh, it's really hard to peg, More, harder than any other year, at least in the in the last 20 years, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's no saying out there, you know, like knee-high by the 4th of July. There's no knee-high by week three of the NFL season. There's, there's no... Uh, there's nothing, yeah, there's we, nothing like that out we there. We didn't have knee high by the uh, by the fourth <laughs> of August out here in some some fields. Yeah, no, that's that's. I mean, it's just it's crazy. I mean, soybeans and some. Go yeah, ahead. some beans aren't going to be knee high by October fourth, <laughs> let alone July fourth. That's crazy because some of those beans, man, just never took off. Like they planted them and they just like quit growing. They yeah, just, there's no heat. There was not enough heat when they needed it, and you know now we're looking at. Knee yeah, high, now you're, you know, you know you're crazy. throwing, at least out here, we're getting a bunch of heat. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't, I'm not an agronomist. I just go by what I've kind of learned. Uh, I'm an armchair agronomist, right? That's me, um, yeah. Sitting here in my, on my comfy couch in my living room. Um, you know, I'm not out in the middle of, uh, of cornfields for a living, but it's a mixed bag in my opinion, because you, you had a lot of people saying we had such a cool stretch there for like three or four weeks, like low 70s you know low 50s at night and people were saying oh this late corn this june planted corn is not going to make it you know it's not going to make a first frost but now we've got 90 degrees every day and you know it's speeding this stuff along but my brain tells me i don't know if that's it it might it's great for maturity right and we might we might make a first frost now there's there's no cool temperatures here in the two-week forecast so uh, we might get some of this crop to maturity but is it coming at the expense of um, test weight and yield as you speed this thing up. Right. So I, I don't know. Again, it's just back to we're, we're going to need the combines to get through it and figure out what's out there. And that's going to take a while. It's, yep. Uh, yep. it's not going to be an overnight uh, answer. Yep. No, that's, that's exactly right. So the uh, cattle complex has been a, you know, just filled with turmoil here since that Tyson fire happened, uh, what's been almost a month ago now. Um, man. It's just there's no rhyme or reason to what the what the commodity prices or what what the beef price is doing compared to what the amount of of, of output is as far as uh, kill goes and everything else. So it just I guess shed some light on that, Chip. I mean, what do you see happening there? Yeah, that's been a uh, quite a head scratcher too. You know, obviously that fire is a big disruptor and take a while to get that plant back online, but we've kind of picked up the slack. Um, you know, other plants are, are, um, you know, putting more shifts on, uh, killing more hours, uh, you know, killing on the weekends and, uh, we're handling things pretty well without backing things up. The cash markets bounced a little bit, two to $3 higher this week. Got a cattle on feed report out this afternoon. Um, expectations are to start seeing some shrinking supplies there a number of uh, cattle on feed. I think 99% is the average uh, estimate of on-feed. So there's a little bit of optimism now. We've seen a nice little bounce, um, but it's it's slow, boy. I mean, there's still um, 
you know, kind of a negative tone out there for some reason. And, and there, you know, you look at these numbers, the number of uh, cattle we're killing and, and um, I mean, weights have gone up a little bit, but uh, in my opinion, we're handling this, um, this plant being offline, you know, like a champion right now. So uh, we have seen a nice bounce. We're back up kind of into the big gap. We had, you know, essentially two limit down days after the news of that fire came out. So we're kind of back up into the um, gap area. So there's plenty of overhead resistance here in the market. But if we can see a trend that, um, you know, cash just kind of keeps gaining here the next few weeks um, and we can kind of withstand any additional disruptions in the supply chain, um, keep these other plants online, um, I think that we can still just kind of grind higher all the way into, you know, winter and, and towards the first of the year. So let's keep our fingers crossed. It won't be straight up. The funds are, are short in a big way, probably record short. So that's a good a good sign, especially if the cash market can keep rallying. Uh, you, you flip over to the hog side, and it's been a, a real mess there. You know, you've got uh, this hope and, you know, even statements from China that they're going to suspend the retaliatory tariff on pork, but yet we haven't seen any real business there yet. Um the cash market in, in hogs is just horrendous. It's sub $60. And then you've got, you know, you look out to next, uh, next summer and, uh, you know, you're knocking on the door $90 hogs because of the anticipation that China eventually is going to be back in there. There's no way they can't seemingly. Right. right. And so you've got kind of a dichotomy there that we're going through a big supply right now. And, uh, but it, it looks better out ahead of us. We're going to need to get some confirmation that China's back in the in the market. And I would say if um, if we can get some better news and, and some ink on paper with an actual Chinese deal, you, you got to believe that pork's going to be the the one thing that they're going to come in uh, for large large amounts. No, absolutely. Yep. And um, you know that could really light a fire under um, this hog market. But it's it's a struggle. A lot of spreads. It's just weird. It's unprecedented because you know you you got the October contract just stuck in the mud because cash just sucks um it just sucks there's no way around it no other word to use <laughs> and then you got the december and the february you know yeah. 15 20 higher so this weird spread activity and um it's an odd market we've got going on in hogs yeah yeah that that whole protein complex is just nuts whether it's cows cows or hogs either one it doesn't matter man it's just there's there's a lot of stuff going on there that doesn't make sense but whatever right it's one of those things that you kind of have to work yeah, around and just kind of go it'll uh, it'll rectify itself eventually it's hard to trade you know you just you have a lot of limit ups limit downs um you know you think uh, okay that we've turned the corner we're going to go higher and boom hogs are limit down and you know cash just can't seem to stabilize and you know we trade limit down and then two dollars higher the next day you think oh man the bottom's going to fall out and you rally back to unchanged. It's, it is really um, a choppy, choppy market. But, yep. uh, you know, that's entirely tied to, to China, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good thing it's a bad thing because if we ever get it figured out with the problems they're having, I, I would think it could be a massive, massive demand surge from China. But yep. will we win? And if we get that figured out, it's um, anyone's guess. That's exactly right. All right, Chip. Well, folks want to reach out to you and talk about a plan or get plan uh, get a plan in place. What's the what's the best way to do that? 
Yeah, best way is just give us a call at the office, 309-550-7213. We'd love to talk to you, um, kind of uh, let you know our, our philosophy and how we might uh, be able to help you improve and execute better on your marketing plan. So uh, feel free to give us a call. Right on. And I am Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast, and you can find this podcast on anywhere pod- podcasts are available, and also hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter out there at Moving Iron LLC. So, Chip Nellinger with Blue Reef Ag Marketing. Thanks for being on, man. We'll uh, talk to you in a couple weeks. You bet. All right. Thanks, Casey. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here.